And you know what time it is. Six minutes, six minutes. Dougie Fresh time past the hour on the morning machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. Thank you so much for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine. And part of that morning routine means your favorite power hour to start the week every single week. It is Mental Health and Mindset Monday, and you know we do the mental health side first with the one, the only Dr. Earl Bowen Jr., who is Assistant Professor in Social and Behavioral Science and the University Counselor at Cheney University of Pennsylvania. He is licensed by the Pennsylvania State Board of Social Workers, Marriage and Family Therapists, and Professional Counselors. He is also certified in Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. Now, Dr. Bowen has completed countless research on this particular subject matter, so this is why we come here to listen, to better ourselves. And he is one of the phenomenal guys in this hour that will do that for you. Additionally, Dr. Bowen serves as associate rabbi at Congregation Temple Bethel, located in my hometown, and the Sixers got to tighten up and get it together, but we have no Joe LMB, but when he comes back, it's going to be crazy. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, go Sixers. I don't care what the record says, and I'm sure I say that because it's important to Dr. Bowen, and I want to make sure I fulfill that on a weekly basis. Powerful morning, Dr. Bowen. (laughs) Powerful morning to you, Brother Rob. Appreciate that plug, and uh, let's go Sixers and B. Should probably be back at some point in March, just in time for the playoffs, so uh, timing is good, and uh, thank you for that plug. Absolutely. Uh, always good to be with you for <laughs> uh, this time that we have together on Monday morning. Uh, and so today, uh, sort of a continuation from last week, mm-hmm. but more elaboration. Uh, there are three things I really want to talk about the time that we have. Uh, major part is a continuation of stress and how do you manage it? Uh, that's probably a key point uh, this morning. But the other part of that would be how stress impacts us mentally, but also how it impacts us emotionally. And then looking at uh, one area that I believe could be helpful in managing stress, and that is really the recitation of positive affirmations. So those are kind of like the things I really want to hit on this morning uh, for the time that that we have. Um, so first of all, a little bit about stress, and some of this is reiterating, but stress in many ways um, is probably a number one health issue that we face in our society. And I say it's a number one health issue because stress increases our chances of developing physical health problems. That is, there's a direct relationship between emotional and mental health stress-related activities and our physical health. So things like uh, high blood pressure. Oftentimes, high blood pressure is also related to the stress in our lives. Um, Things that we also might think about would be uh, just looking at like other other physical ailments that we actually end up facing in addition to high blood pressure. But think about it in terms of also developing high rates of depression 
and also high rates of anxiety. So oftentimes what we find out is that stress relates to anxiety, it relates to depression, and it also relates to things like high blood pressure, which is just one of the physical health areas that I wanted to to talk about. But a lot of this is actually impacted by uh, our emotions and also by our mental uh, health in terms of how we look at things in those two areas. So when you think about um, the brain itself, I want to talk a little bit about that. And you think about our emotional health. So a lot of times, particularly uh, this month being called a sort of like the ending of um, the month of love, the month of February, some people celebrate Valentine's Day and all of these things that we think of the heart. But really, our brain, there is an emotional center of our, of our brain this is located in the, uh, it's called the limbic system. Um, but that actually controls our emotions. So our emotions are actually controlled in that area of the brain. Uh, and so a great deal of our stress in life is impacted by our emotions. And emotions are very, very powerful. So, for example, if you ask the the question of what makes us human, um, oftentimes the answer would be probably what makes us human has to do with our emotions and some aspect of our personality that intrinsically is linked to our emotions. So our emotions influence our relationships with other people. Our emotions influence how we work with other people. Our emotions influence our lifestyle. Our emotions also influence our sense of self in terms of who we are. And our emotions also impact decisions that we make in life, whether those decisions are big or whether they are small. And so oftentimes we're told that there is a difference between following one's head and following one's heart. So think about this. Following one's heart is sometimes looked upon as being foolish or even irrational. But one of the points I wanted to make to you this morning is that by suppressing your emotions, particularly when making decisions, that can often lead to ongoing areas of indecision. So that when you try to make a decision and you try to strictly make make that decision based on logic and you don't take into account the emotional aspect of your life, even after you make the decision, you actually will come back and and start to second-guess yourself. So making decisions without taking into account your emotions or your feelings can only lead to ongoing indecision. So that refusing to listen to what your emotions are actually telling you can can leave you in a very stressful state, not only a stressful state of analysis, but also paralysis. 
So I want to stress, first of all, that it's very important that we take into account not only the logic behind what we do and why we do it and the decisions that we make, but also don't neglect or try to suppress the emotions that go along with it. So think of our emotions as one of the most powerful resources that we have that can guide and direct our patterns in life. So that's very, very key, and that's an aspect that I really want to stress more and more. Now, what goes along with that, which is the other part of the conversation this morning, really has to do with how do we counteract powerful emotional forces in our lives, particularly that might take us down a negative path. And one of the ways we do that that I want to spend the rest of my time talking about is really uh, positive, that is positive affirmations. So the brain, which I mentioned a minute ago and talked a little bit about that, actually responds to positive thinking or positive, positive affirmations. So when you think of affirmations, what you're really talking about or what we're talking about this morning are positive statements intended to promote a self-belief or intended to promote one's motivation. What positive affirmations will do is that it will improve your self-esteem. It will also improve resilience in your life. So the purpose of using and empowering this sort of self-talk for personal benefit has been researched in science. So it's not some suit in a lot of scientific studies that looks at positive affirmation and how the affirmations. It determines positive as well as negative emotions and um, positive behavior. Negative affirmations obviously can help the importance of positive affirmations. Uh, this contributes to both thought patterns of healthier ways of thinking. They can have a positive You can do it silently. So positive affirmations are really empowering words or phrases that are recited repeatedly in order to challenge negative thoughts. So Positive affirmations are something that you will say. It, it has to be repetitive, but the point is to challenge negative thoughts. It requires focusing regularly on healthy thoughts and beliefs, even when things don't always go as we planned and we had hoped that they would go. The positive affirmations have to become a part of our lives. Essentially, Positive affirmations are often focused on specific goals or areas of self-improvement. So whenever you start to develop affirmations, you want to make sure that these affirmations are related to, to specific goals in your life or areas of self-improvement. Positive affirmations may be used as a tool to create a mindset conducive with positive thought patterns. So I want to repeat that because I want to make sure that, that sinks in. And I know that this 
coincides with what you will hear later about the mindset um, and we talk about on Mondays. Positive affirmations may be used as a tool to create a mindset conducive to positive thought patterns. So the question often becomes, how do you create and use affirmations in an effective way? So you can create your own affirmations and use them effectively. It does not have to be something like very, very complicated or difficult. So I want to go over a few steps that you can take in doing that. The first thing would be to identify areas for growth, areas in our, in your life that we have in all of our lives that you really feel you need to grow in. Identify what those areas are and then reflect on parts of your life where you seek improvement, whatever those areas might be. It could be that you feel you need to develop more self-confidence. Um, it might be that you need to work more on relationships that you have with specific people in your life that you really need to work on. Whatever they are, the first start, the first starting point is to identify what the growth areas are and to reflect on parts of your life where you be where you can see that you need to work on improvement. The other thing is to frame those statements in a positive light. That is to phrase affirmations in the present tense using positive language and focusing on what you want to manifest or cultivate in your life. So you start out by actually looking at the framing of the statement in terms of where you are now in a positive sense. And then that's the present tense. And then using that language to focus on what you want to manifest or whatever you want to cultivate in your life. But the thing about positive affirmations is to make them very specific and also believable. That is, not only do you have to be very specific with affirmations, but you actually have to believe. Your belief is very, very important in, in, the, in these statements becoming manifest in your life. So if you don't believe that, then you, you're just sort of reciting words. The words that you recite in positive affirmations have to take on real meaning. They have to be believable, and they have to be something very, very specific. So let me give you some examples of personalized affirmations, because affirmations need to be personalized. Something that you are working on has nothing to do with someone else, but these are your personal affirmations. So, for example, if you're thinking about you want to develop more self-confidence, you might say something like, I am worthy of love and respect. Because sometimes self-confidence comes, a lack of self-confidence comes from not feeling that you're actually worthy of love and respect. So it's important that you begin to say these things out and, and sometimes saying them out loud that I am worthy of love, I'm worthy of respect. You might want to talk about, for example, 
uh, health and, and wellness, your own health, your own wellness. You might you may say something like, I nourish my body with healthy chores, choices that you do as a way of nourishing your body. But you may want to say that out loud because you want to promote your own health and your own wellness. And sometimes you have to say those words outwardly. So you talk, whether you're talking about self-confidence or whether you're talking about being healthy and being well. Uh, let's say that you're thinking about you want more prosperity in your life. So you may talk about I attract abundance and prosperity and opportunity attributes that are, that are directed toward abundance and opportunities. You need to create uh, a routine that works for nations into your routine, such as, for example, in the morning, consistency. Consistency is very, very important that not only do you do this, but become effective and a part of your life. So you want to repeat these affirmations that you create a visual visual sense of what it looks like. You actually see yourself doing these things. So visualization, um, say for example, you may have to deal with some challenging situation in life. Maybe a meeting that maybe is going to be a little challenging. You might anticipate that it requires focus. So it's important to find a calm the right physical location is also very, very important when you send messages. That is the primary. That is the primary aim. Um, criticism sometimes can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you fulfilling prophecy, so when recited regularly, positive affirmations can be an antidote to negative feelings and negative self-talk. It can also send messages to your body to reduce physical pain. So there's a lot of scientific research that suggests that a strong that there is a strong connection between the mind and the body. So although practicing self affirmations cannot completely eliminate pain that we may be feeling physically, it can change the way we the way the brain perceives the pain, and it reduces unpleasant and uncomfortable physical sensations just by thinking about that situation in a positive sense. It can, in fact, because the brain is so powerful, the the brain perceives it, and it can reduce unpleasant thoughts about the physical sensation of the pain. Uh, it can change the way the brain perceives pain. And so these things have a direct relationship between the mind and the body. So on their own, self-affirmations requires practice to break through repetitive thoughts of negativity. And that's why it's important that despite the stress that we experience in our lives, Despite the psychological and emotional toll that life can bring upon us, it's important that we develop specific practices that will help us to break out against those things. And self-affirmation just happens to be one of many. It's not the same as 
some people would think about um, self-positive uh, uh, positive psychology. Mm-hmm. It has some basis in that, but it's not the same. It's a different practice altogether. But anyway, it is consistent. It's something that has to be done consistently on a regular basis in a quiet location, and you have to believe in the words and use visualization as a way of making those things become part of your reality. So mm-hmm. anyway, with that, Brother Rob, I know our time is well, we'll probably just Wait a minute or so, but you're on 930. But I hope we said something that might prompt some additional thought and that uh, this will be very helpful in preparing for another week's journey for you and your listeners. And So with that, I'm going to end. All the best to you, Brother Rob, as always. Yes. Enjoy yourself and have a good week.